0: the GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.
3: Welcome to Rotovis Radio Weekly Recap, where I, Kyle Dvorak at FF Kyle Kid, take you on a tour through the last week in Rotovis Radio podcasting. For those of you who don't know, RotoViz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that even though the NFL season is underway, you can still get your RotoViz NFL Pass for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, tools, and best of all, it supports this podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at roadofliz.com forward slash podcast. This week, I'll be featuring some of the apps we have and what to do with some of the big players you might have questions about this week. The first of whom is Julio Jones. For why you should be buying Julio, here's Pat Crane, Sean Siegel, and guest, Des Buehler of the Road of His Radio Show. Uh, is this a really good time to
4: be throwing out offers for Jones? Yeah, I, I definitely, I
5: definitely would say so. And I absolutely will be in leagues where I don't have him, which is, which is all of them. So I'm going to see what, you know, kind of packages. I'm always trying to make two for one packages, three for one packages. I think it's a great time to, to target Julio Jones. I mean, history tells us he, he's an elite commodity and it's, yeah, he's, he's had some, uh, injury concerns. He had a, he had a hip injury going into the bye and then he came out of the bye, but he was back in the field. And, you know, I, I just think what's going on with that team is probably the result of, of Kyle Shanahan being out of there, but Uh, you know, I, I I think at this point Matt Ryan has regressed so far back from how good he was last year that we can expect him to kind of return, you know, return to the mean in a positive direction. I think that whole passing attack can be expected to, you know, and, and obviously they get the Patriots this week and there's been nothing better for a floundering passing attack than the Patriots. I mean, look what they did for Cam Newton's career just, you know, two or three weeks ago. All of a sudden Newton's back to being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and all it took was a, a visit to New England and, you know, they made just made Josh McCown look like Joe Namath back there. So, you know, in the immediate term, I think there should be a lot of optimism about the Falcons passing attack and and just, you know, Jones – He's going to score touchdowns. I mean, he's averaged about a half a touchdown a game over his career, and he has zero this season. So there's every reason to think that over the next, you know, uh, uh, twelve games for them or eleven games, whatever it is, um, yeah, he's you know he's going to get five or six touchdowns at least. And those you know humongous games are are probably yet to come as well. These sort of two hundred and fifty yard receiving games. So I love uh, Julio Jones as a buy low.
6: You mentioned the change in the offense. How concerned should we be? about that change, or is that change going to... Do you feel like they're starting to get acclimated to the new system or the tweaks in the system? And kind of going along with that, what did you see as the biggest upset this last week? This was a week full of upsets. Everyone obviously focused on the Giants over the Broncos last night, but the Broncos basically have no offense. And so you're going to get into some games where you have some fluky upsets like that. Whereas the Falcons, they're home against the Miami Dolphins team with Jay Cutler and a version of Jay Cutler that, you know, like so many of the others, fans are, are chanting for his backup. I mean, you're talking about a Dolphins team that somehow is doing a decent job record wise, but in so many other games have just been an absolute disaster. And the Falcons had this huge lead yesterday and completely go away. Uh, is this Falcons team anywhere close to the Super Bowl level team we saw last year?
5: No, it, it clearly isn't and you know I think I think it was to be expected that they would not be able to sustain that you know they, they were sort of historically efficient on offense and their touchdown percentage per drive was sort of off the charts and the points scored was like way above anything that had ever happened in the Matt Ryan era you know and, and they bring in Steve Sarkeesian uh, to replace Kyle Shanahan who's um had very little uh NFL you know experience at the NFL level um and it was a while ago. He's basically been a college coach his most of his career. So, you know, I think there was every reason to think that they would take a step back there. But it's been pretty remarkable, especially when you think that before the bye they lost at home to the Bills. So now you know they faced in the last two games two offenses uh two you know from the AFC East that aren't the Patriots, i.e. like not good offenses and uh, you know, somehow not managed to outscore them. So you know, I think it's easy to be down with Falcons, but you know, I, I think it's still a small enough sample, like I said, that I think we can expect them to, to resemble a little bit more the team they were last year that really had very little difficulty moving up and down the field. I mean, all the main characters are still there. Um and if anything, you, you might have hoped a, a player like Austin Hooper could take a, a step forward this year. So, you know, I, I would I would project just sort of on back of the napkin map, uh slightly better things for the Falcons going forward.
3: If you don't already, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at FFKyleTheKid, where I plug all the articles that I do for Fantasy Labs right now. You can also check out a DFS article we have every week that's sponsored by Fantasy Labs, but I bring this up because this week I focus on Julio Jones. Jones is averaging .33 fantasy points per snap, which is one of the highest rates in the league, but over the past two weeks, both weeks, he's been below his average of 47 snaps because of the injuries he's been dealing with. Now, for the first time, he's off the injury report, and he gets the Patriots defense, who are giving up the second most points per game to wide receivers. On top of this... Our Gillespie Projections app for wide receivers has him in a medium projection of 20 points. For more on the Gillespie Projections app, here's Colm Kelly and guest Josh ADHD on the road of his highlight
7: reel. Uh, so obviously we mentioned the GLSP app or the Game Log Scoring Projection app. Uh, how necessarily does it uh, work as you uh, dive into the data and then of course what makes them so effective?
8: Yeah. So what's, what's really interesting about it is um, I find is that it pulls in, you know, game comps of of players that I would not have thought about. Let's say, you know, for instance, this weekend, if I'm looking to play Brett Hundley um, and I I kind of tailor the, let's say the the data search based on some things that Aaron Rodgers may have done in the past, then, you know, I do end up getting a lot of of comps for Aaron Rodgers. Um, One other way I could use that is I could say, okay, well, I, I, Brett Hundley doesn't have a lot of game experience in season, so what if I use Aaron Rodgers as my prototype and I scale back, uh, I scale back the number of passes he throws to, you know, let's say sixty percent of what he might normally play. Let's say they run a little bit scale back offense, so I could, you know, basically search all of Aaron Rodgers' history, um, you know, let's say from twenty-four to thirty attempts, just you know, kind of the lower end of his scale, and maybe get an idea of what Hundley might do if he plays. Pretty similar to Aaron Rodgers, but just doesn't have quite the passing volume. So it's pretty interesting because it can go back through history, and it, and it looks back through the last five years, uh, back through 2012, and pulls every comparable game in there and does um, some wizardry. I'll put it at that secret recipe to find which games players have played in the past that most closely match the game that the player is about to play. And it's based on a, a lot of different factors. Um, I would say probably 15 different factors that it measures – in finding these closest comps to what the player is about to play. And in doing so, I, you know, I think it, it comes up with an excellent set of, of, of comps for a player in a game. And if you click over, especially on the QB uh, GLSP, and we haven't rolled some of these features out to the other positions yet, but on the QB GLSP now you can go and look at a viz of the data that's being presented uh, in the tables it's, so one table will show you the comps for a player and then if you click on the viz tab it can show you a real quick distribution of what those comps look like so really quickly you can kind of frame what a player will probably do in the situation that he's in based on the inputs that you've given the app and it's it, having worked with the app now i have even more confidence in it that it's given me a very realistic projection of what a player will do on a weekly basis it's really really cool,
7: yeah, and it's also you know when you when you give it to a computer and it's just putting in the data, it takes out that kind of your your emotions what you really think is going to happen you, you know it takes out the narrative of the game script and so on sometimes, so it does give you a real real uh, definitive look at what's going to happen. You mentioned as well with the the visual aspects it's on some of the updates on the on the quarterback model uh, I know on Twitter obviously. Uh, if anyone is following you on Twitter, at FantasyADHD, you'll see that there's a lot of visual uh, aids. You know, I, I like when the information is put up there in, in the visual format. It makes it very, very simple to see. Uh, is that there something that obviously that you've had a, an impact on, in, And is that something that's going to be rolled across uh, the rest of the GLSP apps?
8: Yeah, it will roll across the rest of the GLSP apps. There's uh, some, I would say, secret recipe, um, I will not say disagreement, but discussions that are going on in the background <laughs> about, you know, Do we need to fine-tune the calculations that exist at all? I think the calculations are in really good shape, but, you know, typically when I get my hands on something, I always ask the question, well, is there anything we could do to make it better? Can we make it more accurate? You know, can we add any features that will make this data more consumable? And that's what led to the visualization on the QB app. So, you know, the features that you that you see now on the GLSP QB app will be rolled into the running back wide receiver tight end um, probably within the next four weeks. So I'm, I would like to get it done sooner. Unfortunately, I've got, you know, a day job that kind of takes up the majority of my time. I do this in my spare time. And, you know, I, I think we're really close on a lot of the other apps, and there's probably just a couple of small hurdles to get over, and then it'll be rolled out in running back, wide receiver, and tight end.
3: As far as Hunley goes, he does get the Saints defense, who even in their great performance last week are still giving up nearly 300 yards to opposing quarterbacks per game. And 1.8 touchdowns per game. I'm not saying you'll see him in my draft lineups. I'm just saying you'll see him in some of my draft lineups. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start at just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in a real live snake trap, just like you would play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime, just search Draft in your app store, and join a game in minutes. Or play right now from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free, just for using my promo code RVRADIO for your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com. Play for free with the promo code RVRADIO. The only reason we're even talking about Brett Hundley right now is because of the unfortunate injury to Aaron Rodgers. At the beginning of the show, I said we'd be talking about specific players and what you should be doing with them. And that's not just limited to Redraft. Dynasty folks, I've got you too. For what to do with Aaron Rodgers, here's Eric, Dan, Nathan, and guest George Gritikos on the Dynasty Tradecast.
4: all right uh great well let's dive into uh the the twitter poll trade uh for the week this week uh this week we have uh kind of a topical one like we we generally always do we have aaron Rodgers versus deshaun watson in a dynasty format
9: i think i honestly think this one can be justified uh both ways i think if you have a team that that maybe you drafted a couple of years ago and you drafted to win and now everyone's kind of flaming out or you've lost some people to injuries and and your window is not looking so hot anymore. And you might be two or three years away from competing. I I think in that scenario, you might honestly want to take a real look at grabbing Deshaun Watson in a deal like that. But in just about every other case, it's Aaron Rodgers, And I don't know that it's particularly close and I'm really turning a corner on Deshaun
1: Watson. He's really starting to look the part. I'm going to, I'm going to slightly disagree with, with Dan. And, and here's why I say that if you have a really short window, as in like this year, you almost want to have Watson because Rogers is out. So there is that scenario where you could argue that if you have a really short window, you know, you have, you know, the, the older running backs, you know, a few older receivers, you might want to go Watson, just knowing that your backup quarterback may not be as good.
9: Yeah, no, no. If if you're like in competing mode, definitely, absolutely think think that as well. But I'm thinking like if the team is kind of already passed and and you don't really have any way to compete right now, and your window isn't looking very good, then you go and do it. But yeah, if you're competing now, then then it really might be worth it because then if your old team dies, now you've got that young piece to kind of build around, especially in in a super flex, which is what this this poll was about. So I, I think it's. I think it could be relatively close, actually.
4: Well, wait. Does the Superflex really? Im- I mean, and maybe I'm maybe I'm being silly here, but does Superflex really impact the valuations if we're talking quarterbacks only in this situation? I think I
1: think uh, it does to the. Oh, go ahead,
4: Nathan.
3: I, I was just going to say that I think that it, this is a weird scenario where I think the older guy actually has the better long term value. With Aaron Rodgers, he's a guy who's going to be out until week sixteen, seventeen. He's going to, guys and miss pretty much the rest of the year so in terms of a short-term perspective you actually want a younger guy here and in superflex, I've talked about oh how much the value of a young quarterback can be but in a sense Aaron Rodgers still has more years in a window than most young quarterbacks so I think that Rodgers you can expect him to have six to seven maybe eight more years of you know legitimate you know high-end QB1 production after this year so I mean obviously there's some risk involved with you know and things like that, but I, I think that if we're talking about long-term, I definitely prefer Rodgers. I think the only real argument for taking Watson in this deal is if you're desperate for quarterback, and if you have like a you know faith in Watson being the top five. As nice as it would be to have Watson in your lineups this week, let's face it, you don't have the money. You don't have the salary cap. You did what I told you. You played Julio Jones and now you're looking for a cheaper quarterback. For some advice on where to go to quarterback with this week, if you don't want to pay up, here's Nick Giffen and Heath Kruger of On The Daily.
1: Um, two names I, I hear you didn't mention, and I want to get your opinion on. So Jared Goff, 5,800, at home taking on the Arizona Cardinals, another one of those you know, classic funnel-type defenses. To where I don't think Gurley is going to find a lot of success on the ground, but I definitely think he can find success through the air along with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, especially if Patrick Peterson doesn't play. And then, on well, one more, on top of that, an even cheaper option CJ Beathard at 4,900. He looked pretty good last week against your Washington Redskins, a very, very difficult secondary in their own right, and now he gets a much softer matchup at home against a Dallas Cowboys secondary that Um, I understand that people think that, um, uh, you know, a team coming off a bye week has an extra week to prepare for said team. But I don't know if the numbers bear out that they always, you know, team seem to outperform their expectations. So I think in this spot, CJ Beathard at 4,900 could be a a decent option, um, really just to kind of, you know, return that that base value against a a weak secondary. What, What are your thoughts on those two guys?
10: yeah I will say you know the Redskins last week were missing Josh norman, which uh yep. definitely dampens their outlook on uh, in you know in the secondary, but there's no doubt the Redskins have been better this year, but uh missing Josh Norman is always a big piece to miss. I think both of these guys are g p p plays I don't think they're cash game plays um Jared Goff, I like him a lot this week in g p p and uh so you know when we get to the contrarian corner section, he was definitely a pick of mine. Um and I'm totally with you there on on golf, but I don't think it's a cash game play at 5800 dollars when you've got Brett Hundley at 5100. You got Tyrod Taylor at 5100. We didn't even mention Hundley, but I think he's again, uh, maybe a, a guy you want to play in GPP if his ownership's going to be down. I'm not so sure it will, but uh Hundley I think, you know, he does have some floor against the New Orleans Saints. They're 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 a team that will score a lot of points, so it does mean Hundley will probably need to throw a lot to keep Green Bay to keep Green Bay in this game, if at all possible. But uh, yeah, and then, and Bethard, I think, I think, you know, if, if San Francisco does play from behind, uh, then, then he's in play as well against Dallas. I do think Dallas is a, a worse secondary versus the quarterback than the Washington Redskins, and he's 4,900. So I'd probably strike off Jared Goff. Probably strike off Hunley relative to Tyrod Taylor, uh, even though they're both 5100. Even though I don't, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think you have to strike off Hunley relative to Tyrod. But uh, Beathard, I think, is in play as well. But Goff, I think, is mostly just a GTP play at 5800.
3: For some more context on Jared Goff, using our Gillespie Projections app, if you filter the defense and quarterback by only games this season. He ends up having a higher ceiling than players like Ben Roethlisberger, Marcus Mariota, and Jameis Winston, most of whom will probably be much more popular plays on the slate this weekend. The last clip comes to you courtesy of Jeremy Hart and guest Jake Seeley on the road of his mailbag. Someone wrote in asking about an Alvin Kamara for Zeke trade in the light of the recent Zeke news. Here's what they had to say.
11: This is interesting. He has an offer for Alvin Kamara and isn't sure if he should take it. What would that be? Maybe 80 cents on the buck there?
4: Yeah, there's no way I'm taking that. I, we talked about this during one of the shows on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And I said, if you're coming to me, and if one of my co-hosts said, if I came to you with Jarek McKinnon, even in a PPR, what would you say? And I said, to stop you from making more offers like that, and I would include Alvin Kamara in that, and despite the fact I like Kamara, in a PPR is, I would say, Don't come to me unless you're going to give me top three running back value. And that's what I see going forward is because we had basically a lawyer slash sports agent, Anthony Tall. We had him on one of our shows, and he said he sees him playing the rest of the year. Potentially something happens in the offseason. Now, that was Wednesday, yesterday, before we got to talk about the potential settlement of maybe a two-, three-game situation. In that case, I'm still saying the same thing. If I get Ezekiel Elliott for the rest of the season and he misses. Two games. All right. So now I get an extra two bye weeks and I can overcome that. Ezekiel is just too good for me to give away. Uh, and I think that that's the worst case scenario is maybe two or three games as a settlement.
11: Fantastic information there. uh Not necessarily from the injury front, but um we have uh, there in Dallas, but in New York, there's just loaded with injuries here. So the next question also redraft rest of season Evan Ingram or Jimmy Graham. He's looking to potentially trade one for wide receiver depth.
4: Yeah, so I'll give you a, a, one of the few things I said about Evan Ingram in my rookie draft profile was that Evan Ingram is a hybrid receiver because you're not going to ask him to block because you really can't. And, you know, I look at it kind of <laughs> like a Quincy and Nune one, not that they're similar players in that fashion, but they're similar players in that, that half tight end, half wide receiver type of player. So I'm taking Ingram going forward because unless Sterling Shepard is on the field, He's their best receiver. And I mean receiver, everybody on the team included. He's their best receiver. Sterling Shepard, when he's out there, becomes the best. And there's looking like there's a potential for him playing this week. But I don't want to start Sterling Shepard coming off an injury against the Seahawks. And if I'm looking at Evan Ingram for the rest of the season, who's going to be treated as a wide receiver for this team, I'm taking him. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Graham. And if you told me only this week, I'm starting Jimmy Graham because what do you do? You start your tight ends against the Giants. Mm -hmm. But for the entire rest of the season i would actually take him.
11: and you had to make the quincy and new comp there didn't you i mean it was like a <laughs> low blow I, I i had quincy everywhere this off season <laughs> i mean it was just like two rounds early i don't care you know i don't know maybe he did me a favor because last year i was doing the same thing with tory smith and we all know how that worked out so that was pretty dumb
3: Before I go, I want to remind you to check out all of our apps. You can use the Gillespie Projections apps I've talked about today to get a better idea of what a player is going to do this week, given what we know about them and the defense they play. We also have great DFS content coming out for all sites for both cash and GPP plays, as well as great Dynasty content coming out year-round. That's going to do it for this week's Road to Biz Radio Weekly Recap. You can find me on Twitter at FFKyleKid. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Rotovis Radio Weekly Recap. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can always get a hold of us at rotovisradio.gmail.com and catch us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And you can always support the show by going to rodovis.com forward slash podcast and subscribing with your 30% discount.
9: And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance.
0: They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing.
11: Sugar Ray Leonard,
5: Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.